0: It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best-of-the-best best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. date wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD at 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, that's 816-601-4777.
1: The Brick, a beloved Kansas City bar and restaurant in the Crossroads Art District, has become synonymous with a few things. Good food, good people, good music. This is server Mallory Fainer. During our like lunch, it's usually a lot of construction workers and office workers coming in here to eat, and then at night, it's a bunch of people who love music, so it, it brings in a whole different type of crowd. The Brick specializes in comfort food and is famous for its meatloaf sandwich, which can be ordered vegan and comes with pepper jack cheese and house made spicy chipotle ketchup on toasted wheat bread. Almost everything on the menu costs under $10, which is a rarity in downtown Kansas City these days. Sherry Parr, the owner, bought the bar in 1999. Back then, the Kansas City Star was right across the street.
2: I, I bought the building and the equipment. It had been a newspaper bar for 33 years, and then somebody had it six months, somebody had it eight months, and then somebody had it a year and they kind of run the business into the ground. And then, um, so I bought it and I opened it up.
3: I go to the bank, I go to the store. I meet and greet, uh, bus tables, or dishes. I do anything that happens at the brick, I do it. If the brick does it, I do it.
1: Rodney W. Hall's been working at the brick for over 14 years, and he's seen a lot change in the neighborhood since the aughts.
3: Yeah, it was just us and Grinders downtown, and that was, that was it. That was it. And since I've been here now, we, we got a church up the street, we got an event center. Man, it, it, it didn't change. It didn't change. We, we, we got our bank right, right around the corner. So the crossroads, man, I'm really, I'm really impressed. Now, who who would have thought that a bar and a church would have been there and and we get along just perfectly fine, you know what I mean?
1: Chris Heaston is a longtime regular at The Brick who keeps coming back for those unbeatable tater tots. But it's not just the food. It's about the feeling he gets while he's there.
0: I mean, the food's great. um, But, you know, I think with me, it's just it's very unpretentious feeling. for lack of a better term, like it's not trying to impress anyone. Like it just kind of is what it is. So it's very, very like comfortable. Like you just get, just feel at home, no matter who you are. So it's just a, it's a very easy place to
3: to come to. You just feel at ease.
1: Rodney agrees. The brick is more than just a neighborhood bar. It's his place.
3: I'm sixty-seven. I get my social security check. I could leave any day out of the week, but I belong here.
0: That was KCUR's Claudia Brankhart speaking with Sherry Parr, the owner of the Brick, and she is in studio with us right now. Sherry, it is so good to have you here. Thanks for having me, Brian. The 25 years you're coming up on—you bought the bar in 1999. That seems incredible, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would have known? And and did you know? I mean, did you have any idea that this was a this was a lifelong endeavor when you when you bought the place?
2: I'm shocked all the time when I think about how long I've been doing it, but I'm really grateful for the opportunity that Kansas City's offered me to, to own this business and meet these people and um, to do what I do every day.
0: Why'd you get into this business in the first place?
2: I enjoyed it. You know, I went to school and studied business and, and then I continued to work in the service industry and I worked at the Grand Emporium for about 10 years and took a year off trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And this is what I decided I wanted
0: to do. I know that uh, the location of The Brick, uh, especially back in the day, right by the Kansas City Star, turned, made you kind of a newspaper bar. You must have been one of the more in-the-know people in Kansas City.
2: <laughs> you know, when when I started, there was, you know, 2,500 newspaper people across the street, and uh, they came in every day and continue to.
0: Yeah. Do they still come, the Star regulars I s- of old?
2: I still see them, Yeah. Not as regularly, but it makes me really happy when they walk in the door.
0: I want to talk about the the food at the brick. I know there's a lot more to the place as we heard in that <laughs> report than than just the food, but but I have heard a lot about it. I've actually tasted it as well, and it's wonderful. <laughs> Thank um, you. A lot of people mentioned the meatloaf sandwich in particular uh, where Where did you get the recipe for the meatloaf sandwich?
2: My grandmother told me I needed to put meatloaf on the menu. And uh, I told her I just printed a menu, and she said, "I don't care." and <laughs> And uh, she was right. But uh, you know, I worked with my cooks, and we put it together.
0: and um, is that typical as a way of something making it to your menu after all these years? Uh, is it just sort of a suggestion followed by trying it out?
2: Uh, you know we we do daily specials every day and every and you know, some of those specials like hit and become requested favorites. and so they they get put on the menu usually. Stay
0: with us. We'll be right back. As, as bars go, it, and, and The Brick is a bar, let's be clear mm-hmm. about that. It's got a, a more extensive food menu than, than a lot of bars would.
2: You know, we, we sell more food than anything else. Yeah, we are a bar. You can get a drink. Um, but it is the lunch business that has carried me. The last 25 years, 24 no, no years. No yeah. kidding.
0: Yeah. Uh, we, as you, we heard in that report, uh, uh, conversations with some regulars, including one of your staff, Rodney, and, and a longtime customer named Chris. He's, he said he thinks you have the best tater tots in the entire city. Uh, do you agree? Uh,
2: uh, I believe, Chris. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: well, you're very, you're being very modest, I think. Um, how, I mean, we've heard about a burger, heard about tater tots. What? What? What would you describe the menu as? Uh, at the brick, well how do you how do you tell people what it is you serve? You
2: know, we serve salads, sandwiches, burgers. um, we have lots of options for people who you know don't eat gluten or dairy or meat or I mean, it's approachable for anybody. and it's it's you know we we source a lot of stuff local. um, it's fresh food at a fair price.
0: Mm-hmm. And well, let's talk about that price too. A lot of the items on your menu are under $10. Uh, it is my sense, especially in these days in the crossroads that you could charge more than that. A lot of people do is wh- why are you keeping your, your price point at that place?
2: You know, we have lots of people who eat at the brick, you know, two or three, four times a week. And I would rather do it that way. Um, and I have some flexibility with some of my overhead Um because I bought the real estate, and um, you know, I just i I do it on purpose. It's a balancing act, you know,
0: yeah. I mean, maybe talk a little more about why why affordability <laughs> is important to you. I mean, uh, y- the, the it has nothing to do with the quality of the food. It's no. not it's not cheap food in that sense.
2: No, I try to avoid the word cheap and <laughs> value. yeah um, i I, you know, it's just. I don't know, we're a crossroads cafeteria, maybe. I don't I don't know, but I would rather people come in, you know, on a daily basis or a weekly basis than just hoping they come on their birthday, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But I do that on I do it on purpose. We have, you know, three lunch specials every day, a burger of the day, a salad of the day, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. You you've mentioned these these people who come multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. how much of your your customer base is, would you say, regulars?
2: 70 percent probably yeah. is, is regulars. Yeah.
0: Which means that they're getting something more than just food if they're seeing familiar faces and, and your familiar face. Yeah.
2: That yeah. you know, I've some I've been serving some of the same people and their family f- for twenty years. You yeah. know? They become sort of family to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, that seems really special. I mean, that that seems like part of what they're what they're paying for, <laughs> what's included in that value. Yeah. Do you do you feel like uh People are getting a particular kind of feeling when they come into the brick. What is the the vibe, would you say?
2: I hope people are just comfortable. (laughs) I mean, I... I I don't have any fancy words to explain it, but I just want people to feel comfortable coming in, anyone.
0: We heard from Rodney, uh, one of your staff members who, who does a bit of everything at The Brick, he said. Um, he talked about how the neighborhood has changed, and, and certainly that's that's undeniable. How, how have you seen your business change as the crossroads has evolved these last couple decades?
2: You know, I mean, it's just given us an opportunity to cook different foods that different people like. And, you know, it, it ebbs and flows and changes with, you know, I mean, COVID really impacted the office, um, who was working in offices and things. But, um, I mean, you just got to move with the waves.
0: <laughs> yeah. Has that been hard to do?
2: No, no. I mean, but it's essential, you know, to know who's in the neighborhood.
0: Is the brick going to be around a long time to come?
2: Sure.
0: I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I still love what I do, so I don't see anything changing. Did you ever think about moving, about growing it somewhere else, about other other possibilities that the the other forms that the brick could take?
2: Um, I've been approached, but I I I like the size that I am, and and I don't want I don't want to be bigger, and I don't I don't want to franchise, and I don't you know I like what I do.
0: So I'm curious. Uh, we, we've talked a lot about the familiarity of the, of the place um, for a lot of people. What's the experience of a first-timer when they walk in, if they're not yet part of that community, part of that, uh, that, that familiarity?
2: You know, there's nothing on the outside of the brick that says, "Hey, this is a warm, comfortable place to get a good meal." Yeah. <laughs> um, so
0: It's true. I mean, I think I don't think a lot of people would know about this menu unless they visited the website or had been in.
2: And and I hope when people walk in, they're welcomed in and they, you know, check it out.
0: Well, Sherry Parr, owner of the Brick, uh you're you're doing you're doing good and uh and enjoyable things for the community. Thanks so much for for taking some time with us today.
2: Thanks for having me.